Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Thanks for joining me for another edition of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. I'm looking at my portfolio. <laughs> the stock market. These days I have to cringe sometimes. It's it's doing okay. I'm actually looking right now as we record. After hours trading is underway. And two of my stocks are in the green, damn it. Thank you so much. But when I look at sometimes the constant bloodbaths I get in the market, and some of you are getting the same thing, okay? Especially if you own cannabis stocks. You start asking yourself about, you know, the thought process of cryptocurrency and just engulfing yourself into the space and having an understanding of it and seeing where it might work in terms of what works in your business plan or what works in your investment strategy we're here to talk to us about uh right now is a he runs a publicly traded company and a global leader in designing developing software as a service licensing and acquiring innovative data technologies for the medical cannabis industry I'm joined by the CEO of Global Cannabis Applications Core, Brad Moore, here on Blunt Business. Thanks for joining me, Brad. Thanks for having me. How are you? Uh, doing good. By the way, uh, for those of you that might be interested on the OTC markets, you can look for Global Cannabis Applications Corp under the stock ticker FUAPF. Just wanted to give you the heads up of that. Uh, so real quickly, your team recently launched a Uniswap marketing token. Yeah, we've been hearing the word about non-fungible tokens or NFTs, which adds ether cryptocurrency cryptocurrency as an alternative asset to the balance sheet. The Uniswap Inclusion Marketing Initiative is to commit to a marketing spend of one percent of its quarterly sales revenue by buying GCAC tokens on Uniswap every three months. Each Uniswap token buy should lead to greater awareness of the company's products and drive potential to new cannabis consumers to look for. Efixi QR codes on the products that you're purchasing online. Help me wrap my mind around this, Brad. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? There's a lot of people trying to get their 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 heads wrapped around this one. But you know what? I, I got to give all credit um, to our friends over at Abbey Technologies, and specifically Brian Collins. Look, th they put my business is a blockchain business. Let's just kind of get that. You know, it's a blockchain business, or you'll like this one, with a cannabis problem. There you go. <laughs> We're a blockchain business with a cannabis problem. And the way the idea is, as we all know, you've got a cultivator and consumer, right? Those are your two anchor points. There's a lot of people in between, but that's where it starts and that's where it ends. And there's a lot of data missing in between, right? And so when you're talking specifically about medical cannabis, and all we have to do is look what recently was happening in um, – Massachusetts, there's an investigation going on similar to the one in Canada, but Massachusetts is inter interesting because it's about medical cannabis. It was like, how much, what's actually in the product, right? That's the question. What is, because, you know, it's hard to do because it's a plant. How do you measure a plant if every plant's unique, right? And so getting to that point, we figured out, hey, why don't we put stuff on the blockchain, the immutable blockchain? People go, well, what does that even mean? I said, well, let's, let's unpack that argument. Why does it upset regulators? Why does cryptocurrency upset regulators, right? Because you now have people doing what banks used to do and all the rules are written around that. 
reverse engineer that when you don't have enough data. Well, if you could create the data stored onto the blockchain, then regulators could write rules. Aha, problem solved. Like that stuff, I got to be straight with you. If they were, if Canopy in Canada had been using our stuff and these other guys getting investigated in Massachusetts were using it, the question would never come up, Jorge. It's just like it wouldn't be there. So we say to ourselves, okay, well, that's pretty cool. That's cool stuff. Nobody likes, you know, no cannabis cultivator likes to have to do something else, right? But we all want to sell more stuff. So we said to ourselves, okay, since we're, if we're, if we're a blockchain company, who loves crypto and who loves medical cannabis? And it's our friends, that generation, the millennials, right? And, you know, look, it's a it's an interesting, compelling argument, right? Because the fact is they are using both of them and they're not for them. Like I'm a 55-year-old guy. And, you know, I, 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 got, I was one of the guys who got the first home computers when I was growing up. So mm -hmm. this generation is, you know, well, 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 well beyond all that. And so it's a very cool argument. Um, that we figured that our friends over at Abby said, we can market to both these guys, right? And, and then he said, you know what we can do? He, he developed something called Crossbuy. He said, look, Elon showed us that we can put crypto on the balance sheet, right? Okay, so that's okay. He goes, but since you're a blockchain company on Ethereum, you should put Ethereum. And Uniswap is the best working example of the Ethereum blockchain. We because of the data gap that I referenced, I was talking about, and I'm so passionate about, we're all like, why don't we just work with a token? It's not our token, it's Abby's token. And you put our name in behind it. And that every time we make revenue, we do sales, we do what we say we're going to do. It reflects onto that token because we take some out, we buy them back. And what's cool about that is look, for an investor in cannabis, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious. You look for the deals, you look for the revenue, you look for those things, right? That's what you're after. For the crypto guys, we're actually just saying this is how the company's performing, and they happen to be the same market. So right now, you know, when this thing came out the gate, Jorge, it was 10 cents. Now it's like 36, 38, 32, 34 bucks. That's incredible. And so they're seeing here's a real business using it. And the token just represents what they're doing. And yes, I did buy 100,000 of them at a very good price. And so I have this great big asset on my books. It's a, you know what I mean? As a cannabis cultivator or a, sorry, a cannabis company yeah. in blockchain, I now have, like, like Elon, I've got, a, it's, 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 I've got this very attractive asset on my books now. It's interesting that you can add that into the balance sheet because only before this that I ever hear about blockchain being used as a conduit because of the financial issues, because there's the fact that, you know, companies don't want to be able to hold, have to hold, you know, free cash, uh, you know, because they want to try to be able to have some way of financing or, or be able to have some kind of a banking or some kind of a security measure for all the revenue they make during the day. And since they can't deposit anywhere, put into the blockchain uh, type structure, then they're going, whenever you need to go take money out, you can so the currency, as a currency uh, conduit, that's where I've always heard about this yeah. from. But to hear this, and this is a fascinating idea. Now, you said in a press release, first and foremost, we are blockchain. And see We are. Add the, yeah. So I'm delighted to, this is what you also said, you're delighted to expand our market, re market reach to fellow blockchain proponents. Cannabis consumers come in many forms, and I'm really excited to be marketing directly to the Uniswap DeFi community and raising 
awareness of cannabis efficacy and quality amongst this rather liquid demographic. The press release also went on to read about mega cap companies like Tesla are diversifying their balance sheets by adding the Bitcoin cryptocurrency. And GCAC is now adding an ETHO cryptocurrency based alternative asset to the balance sheet by buying GCAC marketing tokens again with 1% of its revenues. So the idea of having this, I mean, to have it properly recognized, because so far, you know, this year in 2021, we know there have been some re rebellious stockholders, some of these younger Gen Z millennial stockholders that are looking to go ahead and, you know, not so much a manipulation of the market, but they want to counteract the market manipulation we always see. And mm. that right now, what was it that Wall Street just did now where they're accepting, uh, what was it, uh, the, the Fed, not the Fed share, but something about cryptocurrency now where they're offering crypto shares. I figure what it was, yeah. what was, what was, what was included. But they're obviously trying to respond to this. And for those traditional uh, big, you know, main, big money marketers, they're always talking about the fact of, you know, the appeal of cryptocurrency and going into whichever is the next thing, the Dogecoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin, where's the place to go? My point is I try to get into that and I can't really under I just okay. handle the volatility that comes with it. And so let's, let's, recognizing that as, an, as a part of the balance sheet, when you already have this kind of a, a bit of a confusion going on, how do you clarify here? Okay. So, you know what? You hit on all the right points. As a, as a cannabis investor, you nailed it. So, so let's, let, let, let's, let's break it down. We'll break it down into bite-sized chunks. Because you know what? When we break it down that way, you'll actually see it's not nearly as big. Look, I... When I started at GCAC, it wasn't called Global Cannabis, it was called Fundamental Applications. We did student buy, sell. I owned a whole bunch of cannabis investments in Canopy and Apri and a whole bunch of other ones. And I said, this is crazy. This is not medical because you've got a big green neon cross in front of your gray market uh, uh, dispensary does not mean you're selling medical. And the dude behind the counter who might have a lot of experience is probably more inclined to sell you something with a lot of THC. And you know what? If you have if you suffer from epileptic seizures, that's not a good call, right? Now, so the problem we've got is we've got a plan in a plan and variable. We know what all, we all, probably know what all the molecules are, but we don't know what they all do to the body. So we have variants, correct? So we know we need to get a better start point, right? Um, or I shouldn't say that. We know that we have a, a varying start point, but you know what we have that's a beautiful thing? We have what people tell us, right? And, and so we have this great feedback and there's all these wonderful people out there sharing experiences. All you got to do is look at Leafly and Red and all these people just feeding back their experience and experience. And so when we looked at this whole thing, I was like, okay, so you got to scrap the beginning. It's kind of like, I've got a plant. I can't necessarily control what's going to happen over here. So let's start here and work it back. Let's take a look. So if somebody uses strain X or strain Y, you know, or ailment Y, we've got this. We, we can get this outcome. And over a period, if we look at enough people, we'll get like an average efficacy. But then it's if you say, well, if it's average, then the real argument boils down to like, well, how do I know if this one is good for this on a regular, you know, percentage-based base, which you can just do with machine learning. It's not complicated, right? It's just, it's data. But then you say, they, well, how do I get to a point where I can create some consistent output? And then how do I store all this stuff 
And then how do I facilitate the relationship? So we came up with one common angle in our head, right? The whole objective of everything we do is to understand what happens in your body at a given point in time under a set of circumstances when you treat a symptom with a specific product, okay? So and then you say to yourself, okay, well, that's interesting. So what am I really talking about? When you take something, what happens to you on a per gram basis of consumption? And you go, okay, well, that's a little bit more interesting. And so the whole point is how do you record that? Now there's companies out there that are doing some cool recording. But what we found is that if it's no good just to record an outcome, you have to look at the start point now. And then the idea about the start point might be something as simple as putting like the genetics down, the lab test, what time the lights went on, what with the pH of the water, what type of bulbs were used, you know, the temperature, all those things, anything that's associated with what? A GMP standard. And when we found we could do that, we got a gazillion different data points. It's actually for every gram consumed, it's something like 76,000 data points that you can collect. Isn't that crazy? And, that's, and that goes to adding a few simple questions like, how do you feel? And then we said, okay, so, and then we hit that traditional wall. Everybody goes, wow, it's not a clinical study. And I said, well, okay, well, hold on a sec. What defines a clinical study? Well, you have a set of rules. You, you, you have like a product. You have a placebo. You have, you have controls, correct? And we said, well, we, you, you, know, you can't give people oregano, but I said, you can have controls. The controls is when you attest something on the blockchain and there's an outlier, the algorithms pick it up. You say, okay, well, maybe, because look, if you and I are in a clinical study and you, and you BS in the clinical study, you can BS just in the clinical study as much as you can if you're just telling a friend. And you can be just as honest in the clinical study as you are when you're telling a friend, correct? Mm -hmm. How does it make you feel? So our, our technology is designed to ask clinical studies type questions, use those and test those through the blockchain. So very simple, what we do on the blockchain, just for everybody that's out there, and it's actually in my patent, I've got a patent pending called Cannabis on the Blockchain. Mm -hmm. It actually says, we're gonna collect every data point. We're gonna collect it all the way through, all the way through. And it's a simple attestation. So you know what? All you guys out there who understand how cannabis is growing, you're gonna love it. If you're a cultivator, you should call me because it's just about collecting those compliance things that you already do, attesting them to uh, on the blockchain. It can be a picture with a camera. It can be uploading a report. It's simple, simple, simple. And anybody, all that's recorded and it's all captured and you can see it with a QR code. You can see what's on the blockchain. So think about it now. Now you're a consumer. You'll walk in. Um, and I'm going to back something up here. Because, you know, I talk about the epilepsy thing. Yeah. See, in, in September, I became the patient. I got diagnosed with cancer. I had a colonoscopy and they found out I had cancer. Wow. Yeah. And so I went through 27 chemo treatments and 25 radiation treatments, you know, all south of the border, bro. Not a lot of fun. My aftercare was, and, you know, God bless them here. Best British BC cancer. Big shout out to them. They saved my life. But you know what happened is I had 17 medications. And a lot of those were opioid based. If you're going to tell me that I, if I couldn't have taken something that I knew what was in it, right. And how would it would affect me? That wasn't opioid based. I would have been on it. 
But do you think I would have taken a risk or a chance to put something into my body that might have caused a seizure because it was mislabeled or nobody knew what it would do? And that's the problem. I, instead of becoming the advocate, I became the patient. And I became even more passionate about that since then. And everything's fine, you know, thankfully, everything's good. But, you know, like I went through this from September all the way to mid-February this year. And, and so I, I'm, the reason I'm preaching that is we can collect all that data and represent it by somebody scanning something on a QR code on a package and then saying, this is awesome. And then entering that into, entering into, entering, downloading that, entering their experience. That's a working blockchain for everybody out there. The blockchain came from the cryptocurrency, make cryptocurrency work. This is a working blockchain. It's built on Ethereum, the best working blockchain in my humble opinion. And we're moving to 2.0. So Uniswap is a function of, you know, uh, uh, of people doing trades. It's just the financial, it's a financial representation of the blockchain working. We are a data representation of the blockchain working. That's the cool. This is a real working business on a blockchain capturing data that's represented by a QR code that people attach. It uses big data. And you know what the coolest thing is? Here's what, here's, here's what your listeners should be excited about. All those data points in between, all those that we're going to get thousands and thousands and thousands of data points over the next two years for 400,000 patients using and consuming and putting that anonymously onto the blockchain. Here's what will come out of it. Investors will know what's happening with the businesses that they've invested in. Regulators can write meaningful regulations that aren't around the grower saying it's this when it's not this. Meaningful regulations actually take the product to market. It decreases compliance, cross increases sales because there's a trust factor. A simple QR code on a package. That's it. That's it. It's that simple. You get to look at the blockchain. And that's why we made the coin. Or, or sorry, we invested in the coin or the token. the token. Very simple. Yeah, the token, very simply, you know what, from an investment point of view, if I'm not doing that buyback, my company's not doing well, right? Because no top 1% top line revenue. I'm here with Brad Moore, CEO of Global Cannabis Applications Core. Back with more questions with him after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take anywhere treat. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm here with Brad Moore, CEO of Global Cannabis Applications Core here on Blunt Business. Now, See? I want to bring up the point where, you know, it's distinguishing coin from token. Because three years ago, I remember seeing in the yeah. cannabis industry a lot of crypto coins coming in. We're going to make yeah. this coin. We're going to make this coin. I don't want to ma name names, but that was the thing. It was everybody three years ago, four years ago, they were trying to make coins that could be put into the market to create a market for people to buy. 
But now we yeah. have only so many that are already set in place. Yeah. And since then, we had people that invested that took a wash. For the, those who might feel the hesitation, like we obviously, it's becoming inevitable. People want to want to keep, you know, it's just like cannabis. You just can't hold this industry back down. You can't hold back down Bitcoin and blockchain and all the accompanying coins that come after that and non-fungible tokens. It's a reality. It's going to happen. There's just going to be a blowback from the mainstream end of the market that's going to push back on it and they're because they want to be able to have it their way. They don't want to be brought into this and they're like they're not familiar with it and they can't have a control over the market because they're always looking for new emerging markets to go into. So for the fact that this is an emerging market and it's definitely established but for me, I still have a hesitation because of the fact that I don't understand the volatility because to really get a kind of a bit of a, a, a background behind it or just some kind of a foundation to work off of mm. so that I can understand if it's coming up or coming down, how to understand the charts, Why? if you will. The same way that goes, you look at a stock chart, a, a map where you look at a balance sheet to understand all the variables that are there to be able to invest and ride the wave and get off when it starts to go down. That's the idea where I'm coming from. Talk to me about the hesitation that you try to, you know, to try to quell as a result of what you're doing here. So, so you, you, you nailed it. What's on the balance sheet, right? Look, if I'm, if people are buying my solution and regulators are, sorry, uh, uh, cultivators are on board, and they see how this can help them sell more product and actually like in Israel, the deal we did in Israel, they actually took the solution to the Israeli regular, one of the strong, toughest markets in the world, right? In terms of regulatory framework, you know, the Israeli regulator said, said, you can use this to do your compliance reporting. That's huge. That's huge. The guy was like, you have no idea how much money this is going to save us. And that was through uh, uh, Bless Agricultural. Uh, CBD Agrocasa, largest CBD producer out of Europe that we put a deal, a, a, a beta deal together with them. They're using increased sales. The guy was all like, I want everybody to know what's in this. He goes, I stand behind my products. He goes, I'm asking somebody to do something, take something. They don't even, this is new. I want to build trust. So as long as you're on the path of wanting to do the right thing, you should use our stuff. The more people that use our stuff, my business does better. The revenues go up. My taking 1%. So I'm going to use Herb Industries. So the deal I just announced. Okay. All in together, Herb Industries has the potential to give us $160,000 into uh, a buying tokens back under the cross buy model. Okay. So if you know how it shakes out, whether it's 160 or it's 200 or it's 100, how that's going to play out is going to be interesting. But you got to remember, if I do 160000 and 1%, that means I've gotten $16 million of revenue. That buyback shows those people holding that token that my business is working. It's executing. You see what I mean? Like that, yeah. it's, a, it's a tangible statement of like, yeah, it's not that you don't need to look at the balance sheet. But, you, you know, that that buyback program is showing you that I'm actually I, my business is selling stuff. It's growing. It's thriving. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm bringing I'm bringing those tokens back. And that's exciting for everybody involved for the investors because the value goes up. It's also exciting for me, too, because I own 100,000 tokens. 
So I've got, you know, the thing is, is that's just a smart move. Like, how can I ask you to eat my dog food if I won't eat it myself? So I need it on, you know, half the pool, right? And so I think that's really cool. And here's the thing that, look, you can't going back, we tried to do the coin thing and we wanted to use it as a loyalty reward. It wasn't about jacking the price. It was about something tangible that could be used. But you can't double sell equities, right? You can't do that. You can't do it through the shares and have another one. I didn't create the token. I just bought an asset. And as long as I'm not buying illegal stuff, I'm allowed to. I think it's what's interesting, the delta between something like what we're doing and like what Tesla's doing. I don't, I don't, look, Elon came out and said, now you can go buy Tesla with Bitcoin, right? Makes sense. Okay. My whole business is Ethereum. Like, you know, yeah. if there was, wasn't Ethereum, like, it's not like I'm doing Ethereum in Bitcoin. I'm doing Ethereum on the Ethereum blockchain with Ethereum tokens. So I'm paired to it. I'm paired to the success of Ethereum. So the more businesses that get on Ethereum, the more balanced Ethereum, more businesses like me, like real businesses and do the cross buy program. That's where it changes. That's where you've got, it's almost like a reporting structure. So as you see my contributions on a quarterly basis come in, you go, that guy's, that guy's growing his business. Yeah, this token is a good thing. Oh, well, man, this guy's down 50% on his contributions. Maybe his business isn't doing so. Maybe I shouldn't hang on to this, right? It's no different than looking at all the things you got to look at when you buy a stock, right? And so it's a very cool mechanism. Um, and yeah, it adds a huge, it does three things. Adds an asset, a, a, an asset to my balance sheet, um, 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 proves my business is working well, and reaches a market segment I wasn't reaching for. All in three things. I'm here with Brad Moore, CEO of Global Cannabis Applications Core, here on Blunt Business. We'll be back after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm here with Brad Moore, CEO of Global Cannabis Applications Core here on Blunt Business. So Benjamin Graham, the dean of Wall Street, talked about how diversification is an established tenant of conservative investment. The whole idea is I want to diversify the portfolio. We talk, you hear about it all the time. I think it's an important thing for me because I'm still pretty new to this and I only have so much to work off of. So I have so much money to go and work off of. And so I want to be able to diversify the portfolio. And I'm sure there are other people that are investing right now that are listening to this program feeling the same way. And so you know, I want to feel comfortable, uh, have a comfortable understanding. I understand, listen, it's just like they always do with the disclaimers. You know, 
investments can involve risk or loss. Please consult brokers or you know in, or information for whenever you decide to do your own investing. Let's make that point clear. But then more importantly for me is that I've tried to delve a little bit into cryptocurrency and I'm not really understanding it because also you have to just go through. It's not as simple. I mean, the brokering of this is not as easy. So part of the thing I'm looking at is working with companies that are investing and working within blockchain and tokens and things like that, which is why I would look at what your company's doing. I'm looking at the ticker and I'm saying to myself, man, you know, that's not a bad price right there. I could put some money down there. I could put a couple thousand yeah. shares if I wanted to, and I would consider it. I want to keep it in my research. So help me as a potential investor. Talk to me about why I should not feel like I should be worried and why this works so well in conjunction with what you're doing. Because overall, just to make point of, for the audience, that you're driven by digital cannabis industry experts, GCAC, Focus on generating revenue from SAAS licensing its technology, acquiring high-quality cannabis data sets, improving patient outcomes, and to become the world's largest cannabis efficacy data provider. So put me at ease, Brad. Okay. So I, I so there's a few things there, right? Um, so first and foremost, let's wind back to September last year when we were floating. I got to talk Canadian because I'm Canadian. That's the number I got the math's too hard for me to convert to American in my head. So if we were at a penny and a half Canadian, two cents Canadian, you know what? There was at one point uh, where we reached 40 cents. Now we're back to 20 cents. We've been in the 25 cents Canadian range. What, you know, so whatever that converts into us point is, is, you know what? We've had like 2000% growth over 17 months, but most importantly, you know why we've had a lot of growth is because we've had 13 material releases of execution not of fluff, of actually doing stuff, signing deals, the business is growing, getting the thing out there. There's a function of timing. Uh, you know, all you got to do is look when the largest cannabis company in the world, Canopy, gets under investigation by Health Canada for mislabeling. And you see me jumping in the background going, hey, 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 listen, guys. If you're using our stuff, you wouldn't even get questioned on this. Mm, it's a great function of timing, right? Yeah. And I think people are getting that. Now, look, whenever you introduce anything new, the guys who are buying it look at it and go, why do I have to do this? Well, if you don't want to get investigated, do it. If you want to sell more stuff, do it. If you want to decrease your compliance costs, do it. If you're a consumer and you want to know what you're putting in your body or you're a patient like me, then, then you tell those cannabis companies to do it. And that's why in the Canadian market, you know what I did? I applied for a non-possession selling license. I'm wedging my way right in between the, the patient and the, uh, and the cultivator. And guess what? I'm going to educate the crap out of my patients so that they are going to say, I'm only touching cannabis that is, that is a test that comes that uses, uses the GCAC affixy solution. So that's why this is, it's a, it's a lot of, there's a lot of thought, there's a lot of process, there's a lot of understanding. I mean, I spent eight months in Israel really understanding cannabis, not in Canada, in Israel, where the controls are so strict. And I said, we just need to make this scalable. And technology gave us the ability to do it. And when you look at the pain of what's happened in California and what's happened in Massachusetts, what's happened in Canada with these labeling issues, 
guaranteed that's the tip of it. Nobody should put anything in their body if they don't know what it is, right? I think we all agree upon that. It's not reasonable that can cause somebody who like for who a cancer to fall down, have a seizure and add that to their pain level. And so that's the problem we solve. We've come up with a technology solution. Listen, it costs on average, a, a cultivator or everybody in the supply chain from cultivator to retail, you know how much it costs for Graham to use our system? 20 cents wow. on an eight, $8, $10 product. Now here's the cool thing. I, because of the blockchain, I own the attestations on the blockchain. Here's why you want to invest in me. I'm not really able to say this. this is why I think it's a good idea. In my opinion, it's simple because I own the attestation. I make another 18 cents and guess who I sell it to? Data broker buyers. Guess who their clients are? The big hedge funds and pharmaceutical companies. That's who's <laughs> after, you know it. Wow. They're getting me to do all the yeah. pick and shovel work, buddy. And I'm okay with that. But what it means for every 38 cents that I put in, or, thir or, or 38 cents, I'm contributing 1% of that. 38 cents a gram, and I'm gonna have, by the time this is all done in 2022, 128 million grams under contract, 400,000 people. You look, you know how big Herb Industries is? You know how many grams that can generate for us in one year? 44 million grams under contract. There you go. My, my whole half of my 2022 number was in one deal. So if you want to know why, because there's a need, it's simple. Do you want to, when you look at the EU, they're like about, you know, privacy and about data and about stuff and about health and, you know, different borders. And we've got a solution that very allows it. Like you can ship CBD from Switzerland into the EU using our system. Okay. That's yeah. a good statement. So what does that mean? It means in United States and Florida and New Jersey and places like that, it means that when we approach and, you know, look, if people want to use cannabis instead of a glass of wine, go for it. If you want to use cannabis when your cancer patient or if your kid has epilepsy, just don't, don't go get it from somebody with an opinion behind a counter who doesn't have any, who, who's not medically trained or have a database, right? And so we're just trying to provide that. And that whole data set is going to allow regulators to go, well, maybe we can allow this to move across state lines. That's the opportunity. And that's what we're down. And you've seen it with our deals. The 1% buyback is just a statement to that marketplace of like, okay, this is a blockchain company solving a cannabis problem. And it's built on Ethereum, so we're targeting the Ethereum because they're also cannabis users. And a great way to show them the company is growing is do a 1% buyback. Because if I don't have any revenue, I can't do the buyback. Yep. And that's why. I mean, look, one and a half cents to 20 cents, you know, in seven months, you know? That's pretty good. While, while the CEO is going through cancer treatment, he's clear now. Just think about how well we'll do when I'm healthy. Yeah. So there you go, right? <laughs> Amazing. Hey, Brad, it's been really great having yeah. you on talking about all this. So I'm going to just wrap things up. I'm going to let people know about the website. Uh, it is canaappscore.com, C-A-N-N-A-P-P-S-C-O-R-P.com. And you may have mentioned you're on the Canadian Securities Exchange. It's on the CSC under the symbol A-P-P. -P. And on the OTC markets, you can look for it under the symbol F 
UAPF. I will keep an eye on it, Brad. See how it does. And uh, I'm really interested in on seeing where your things go. And uh, please keep us apprised of any new developments. I will. Thank you so much for the opportunity. All right. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for listening in. We'll talk to you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.